Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome into Kentucky Roll Call Friday, May 20th, here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. I am Nick Roush, joined today by Justin Kalen, TJ Walker's last day of vacation, soaking up the fun and the sun down in Florida, and man, we got plenty to talk about today. We do. We got, yesterday was one of those days, Justin... Where I enjoy enjoy doing radio in the morning. You get up, you get your day started, kind of on the right foot. For lack of a better term, too, you also kind of get it over with, too. So you mm-hmm. got your whole day ahead of you. And like sure. today, you you don't have to work, do you? I do. You do? Yeah. I actually have a long day today. One of the rare Fridays that I have to work. I was going to say, typically... Yeah, I'm not happy about it. But in some cases, like, okay, you go to work. You can do some other work. You can get it. You can get things wrapped up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was a day I, I really wished we were on in the afternoon because, yes, it was just an electric city. It was an electric city. Um, we alluded to the Nick Saban comments yesterday. Did not know how much they would blow up until Jimbo Fisher uh, sparked a match with the fuse and the SEC went kaboom. We'll have to play that today. I got a compilation of all his, like, you got some mean of the quick thing, ones? Mean things he said about him, yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you haven't heard it by now, what the hell are you doing? You know, that, that's, that's kind of my point. Uh, Feinbaum was playing a lot of the audio, um, which that show, it should have just been four hours of calls yesterday because some of the callers were outstanding. And that's when Paul's at his best, just kind of shifting in between quickly. Yeah. Bunch of quick hitters. Ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. <laughs> so uh, the brief recap of the situation is Nick Saban singled out Texas A&M for cheating, said they bought their entire class, and we had the number one guy in the country get a million dollars go to Jackson State. Uh, Travis Hunter, he responded and said, well, if my mom, if I got paid a million, why my mom has five kids in a three-bedroom house right now? Which is a very good point. But on the Texas A&M side, Jimbo, 
Jimbo and Saban, they've had a friendly rivalry for a while. This wasn't the first strike. But they, they, they've been going at it for quite some time. Jimbo's trying to, to get A&M to catch up to Saban's level. This last year, he became the first uh, the the first is former Saban assistant to defeat Saban on the battlefield, and the tempers it was just he completely threw it out the door. Completely threw it out the door. Called a press conference, and it was the most electric ten minutes ever. He came out. I wasn't sure how it would be if it would take him a while to kind of. Warm up and get rolling, Justin. You'd think, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, uh, maybe he'll try to like take some pointed jabs. They were pointed. They were pointed directly at Saban. Yeah, it's despicable. You're 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 telling these seventeen year old kids they cheated, and he just went on and on. I mean, really went guns blazing. Called him a narcissist. Told folks to. Start digging around, throwing darts in a glass house. <laughs> oh man, all of them great phrases. Oh, and 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 it, Jimbo Fisher was the perfect person to do this too, mm-hmm. because some people might re- like you could you could hear you you can hear in your mind you can envision a scenario where Wayne Kiffin comes back with a quip at Saban. But it's like a one-liner. You don't... The, the only person that says... Jimbo's the only one that can say, some people think they're God. Go dig into how God got his deal. And you may find out about a guy, a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be this our football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. I mean, he also said... While standing at a podium wearing a Texas A&M logo, I don't cheat and I don't lie. I learned that as a kid. If you did, your old man slapped you on the side of the head. Maybe somebody should have slapped him. That was my favorite line. (laughs) It's it's nothing. I mean, Woody Hayes actually did slap. I mean, he punched somebody, a player on the sideline. We had Schnellenberger and Bobby Bowden get into a boxing ring. And like act like they were gonna fight each other, but they didn't. To prom- like that was kind of a promotion type deal. This was not good natured fun. No, Jimbo was coming for blood. Well, and as he should be. I mean, when when you have Saban calling out his program, that that's kind of crappy in my opinion. Like if Saban could have just been vague about it and not said anybody's name, but he had to bring up Jackson State and A&M. Yep, like yep. that's so crappy. See, and that Fine Bob did make the point too that it was. He was speaking at that panel for the World Games. That was the last question of it. Mm. And that's where he was slipping. He shouldn't have named names. If he doesn't name names, then it's just another day of articles about nil. And and everybody would be wondering, was he talking about me? Was it like, nobody knows. Now Jimbo Jimbo has ammo. I mean, for no reason. He could have even said, somebody, you know, people in our, even in our conference. Yeah. But he had to call out Texas A&M by name. Which Jimbo, to his credit, I don't think he ever said the words Nick Saban. God, Nick he said Saban. despicable uh, twenty-one times though. Did he really? Twenty-one times <laughs> in ten minutes. 
It was electric. What, what was your favorite part, Justin? It had to be the slapping part, yeah. Because I'm just I'm picturing him saying that to Nick Saban's face. Like my daddy always told me, I get slapped across the head. Somebody should have slapped you across the head. Like how how does Saban react if they're face to face in that moment? I I appreciated the fact that Saban, after the fact, tried to call him, smooth yeah. things over. He said, "I'm done. <laughs> we're do- we're done here." <laughs> Which is, you know what? It's childish as hell. So childish. But by God, yeah, yeah. You know what? I would, I wouldn't answer that call either. Yeah. What do you say? See, you're gonna try to apologize now. Too late for that, Saban. What do you say, see you in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it really was one of those things that the shock value for the entire morning. You're just trying to catch your breath, mm-hmm. and. The journalists who are like tweeting out quotes, you can't even get them out fast enough because there were so many. I mean, it was, it was absolutely incredible. It was stunning, and that wasn't it. We had Saban invited his pal Chris Lowe to come in, and he did. Uh, he didn't talk directly about it. And he just well, nil. It's do we want this for our sport? And he tried to deflect some uh, Russ Bjork the athletic director for Texas A&M, he spoke to Sports Illustrated and said, they're violating sportsmanship rules for, for alleging us for cheating. They're, they're, at, Nick Saban violated SEC rules, which is so funny to just say, he, he's cheating. Like, that, that was kind of a whiny way to go about it. Yeah. Jimbo did the much more fun way to kind of rally the troops, rally the fans, rally the recruits. But the the ironic part about Russ Bjork getting mad and, and calling somebody out for violating the SEC rule, he was the athletic director when Hugh Freeze was cheating his ass off. <laughs> oh, This whole thing's just dripping with irony, too. Yeah. Because this entire time, it's pot, meat, kettle. You know, he talked about uh, Jimbo's like, you know, I work for Nick Say, or he said, Something along the lines of, when you work for people, you learn how to do things the right way. That's why I did work for Bobby Bowden. Some others, you learn how to do things the wrong way. That's why I didn't go back to working with him. It's like, oh, because Bobby Bowden just magically started number one recruiting class. Free shoes you (laughs) at Florida State. Now, it is worth noting that Jimbo, he worked with Saban for four years at LSU Stuck around for the first two years of the Miles era. Had the chance to, I think he was at Texas, I want to say. Had the chance to be Saban's first OC at Alabama and turned it down. Now I know why. Yeah, I think it's more of just his style that he doesn't like. But but the day goes on. Saban eventually, Saban eventually hopped on to the uh, Sirius XM, did an interview, and he apologized. Now, in his defense, he he basically said, I should have named names. I apologize for that. And then went on to say, I never said they did anything illegal or wrong. I just don't know if this is, and he just went back to throwing his darts 
And that that's where he went wrong. Because, like, you can get away with talking about the system. and Hell, even Jimbo talked about needing universal rules. He, he freely admitted he's not smart enough to, to make those rules. He's not going to go into specifics. But that's the way to go about this. Mark Stoops has done it. He's been vague about it, even though his jabs are directly pointed at Tennessee and all of this. We know who he's referring to. So that's kind of how Saban tried to de-escalate the situation. But Cat's already out of the bag. October 8th, A&M travels to Alabama. And here's the thing. They beat him last year, right? Or was it two years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. Jimbo, first, first former Saban assistant, beat him. Think big picture you can say. I mean, they're they've already they're already making T-shirts. Hick versus Nick uh, <laughs> was one. They had him like boxing, and then they had the uh, the Nil Bowl, um, is what some are calling it. So that game's going to be electric. And here's the thing: A and M has been good, not great with Jimbo. They they're they're right on that edge, and they're they're close. And what Saban did. This is where he really made an error. By punching down, that's, that's really going to feel those folks over in A&M. That's mm-hmm. really going to galvanize them. Yeah. That's going to rally the boosters. That's going to sure. rally the fans. And you just signed the number one class. Who's to say you can't do it again? Mm-hmm. You can't pile it up. And if you go down there and if you beat them, granted, this will be Alabama's best team in a long – I mean, they've got the number one and number two picks in the draft. Should be in Will Anderson and Bryce Young. Will Anderson can legit have a Heisman campaign as a defensive player. He's an absolute stud. But Saban's doing this because he knows he's feeling vulnerable. I would think the opposite. Sorry? I would think the opposite. Yeah, but I I think he's taking shots at nil because he knows that if A and M in Tennessee, like Tennessee, they're they're weaponizing it more than anybody in the pay for play aspect. That's I know you don't think this, Justin, because it hasn't been really a good rivalry in our lifetime. But that's in theory their second biggest rival, right behind Auburn. If these other schools can weaponize it, then they can catch up. Saban talked about parity. I think he's worried that there's going to be more parity. Not that parity's gone away. Well. For him, I don't know why. I mean, I get it. He doesn't want to have the whole bidding war, and I don't either, so I'm with him on that. But you can't come out and say that you want every player on your team to get twenty, twenty-five thousand. I mean, that's that you're just not going to compete with so many schools across the country who are taking advantage of Neil. And now he 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 did come out and say that he agrees with guys like Bryce Young who get to campus work hard and then they make it happen for themselves the right way exactly quote unquote. exactly yeah. but still like if you throw out 20 25,000 initially you're not going to be Bama anymore i mean that's that's just how it is people are going to go elsewhere if they if they're promised if you're if i'm an 18 year old kid and i got miami promising me 400,000 and then i got saving with his measly 25 g's keep it saving i'm going to miami <laughs> see you pal you know what I mean? I mean, and, I'm, I've never been for the whole getting money for high schoolers, but it it's a no-brainer. I yeah, well yeah, right. It's like one of those if you just put yourself in your situation, it's a, it's it's an easy decision to make. Yeah. Now, 
is it being a little overzealous to have the take? Foundation's getting a little shaky over there in Alabama. Maybe this is the beginning of the end. That's a bit of a stretch. But if you look at things by his standard, they've lost three of the last four national championship games they've appeared in. They haven't had the number one ranked recruiting class, I think, in the last two, maybe three years. So it was A&M, and I think it was Georgia. Right now, Notre Dame, of all people, is doing well. I'm sure, you know, it's early. Marcus Freeman. Uh, yeah, Marcus Freeman's recruiting is like his hair's on fire. Um, but and then, and then who knows? Like, Brian Kelly is a college football player. Like, I mean, he's, he's lost national championship games to Nick Saban. Now he's playing him every year with LSU's resources. Even though Nick Saban is a coaching robot, and it would be a shock if this thing just went away tomorrow, this is his biggest mistake he's made as a coach at Alabama. Biggest mistake he's made since losing to Louisiana Monroe back in 2007, his first year on the job. But, I mean, it, it makes sense. Come, like, in his mindset, though, I'm sure it's a situation where Hey, I'm at Alabama. We've been this national powerhouse for years and years now. He probably doesn't think he's going to lose many recruits due to the whole nil situation because he is at Alabama and he's got that name behind him. It's, I mean, Jimbo said it, the truth. When things don't go his way, the narcissist in him doesn't allow things to happen. It's ridiculous. But, I mean, part of that's true. That's what made him really good. And he has adapted with the times to a degree. Mm-hmm. But these are systemic, huge changes to the sport in general. And he's losing his grit. He's losing. He's a control freak who's losing some control. Well, I, I, do, I do agree with Saban, though, that it's, it's not a sustainable model the way it is now. Yeah. I it, mean, there are some serious changes that need to be made. Well, and, and the thing is, too, Justin, is uh, – when you have a system like we've had with NCAA athletics that has been um, just messed up in general, like the bigger it's gotten, the more uh, hypocritical it was. It was it, a big change was needed. This was just quote unquote the little one that is going to shake like. Over the next 10 years, this may be completely different than what we grew up watching. Like, not even night and day. And it could be for the better. And in Saban, I do at least think in his, he's, his, he's, his intentions are good in that he knows Mark Emmert isn't going to do diddly to, to, and show some leadership during this time. He's just not. Saban knows that he has to be a outspoken voice to make sure that like he he want he wants to do what's best for the sport he loves to preserve it and make sure that it can still be the it can still reign supreme so his intentions are good well and he's also all about the kids too like he he thinks it's gonna hurt the kids who are getting bad information and bad times and transferring and then next thing you know they don't they're not graduating college which i think that might be a little bit of a stretch I mean, because eighteen-year-olds, nineteen-year-olds, they're going to make bad decisions regardless. Like yeah. it's it's not just in football. Well, and I think part of that, the biggest thing that, uh, the biggest detriment right now, 
and all of this, are the middlemen trainers and all of that. Because back in the day, if you wanted to pay a kid, you just pay his parents, you know? Back in the good old day. <laughs> so, like, coaches are much – because they at least, even if the parent is a poop head, they're going to have – at worst, the, they know the kid's going to get some of that money, and it's going to make the family in general better unless they're just drinking and boozing it away. Mm-hmm. But now you've got middlemen taking a cut who've got other – and it's just there's a lot more there's a lot more people that can kind of get a piece of the pie. Right, right. So I do think uh his intentions are good, but I just I've lo- I love it so much that Jimbo did not call, hold back, did not pull any punches. The SEC meetings are next week. It's gonna be fascinating. <laughs> to see the cameras, if they get any interaction between those two. Um, it's going to be every what everybody talks about throughout this offseason. Every head football coach in the SEC is going to get asked about it. There's going to be people taking sides. I think Lane Kiffin he loves is, it. is already in the Saban <laughs> camp. He's not firmly planting his flag there, but he, you know, he took some pot shots at Jimbo early on. I would think Stoops is in – the Jimbo camp because he he worked with him for the longest time, but I also know that he kind of hates what Tennessee's doing. So I you know I I don't know exactly where that might stand, but everybody's going to be asked about it. I hope that more people get in these kind of off season skirmishes because Justin, it was May nineteenth in college football in the middle of the PGA, <laughs> the NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs. Western and Eastern Conference Finals, college football is the lead story. It's wild. Because we have two of the top five coaches in the country yelling at each other. We need more coaches just going directly at one another in the media. How's your feelings about all this if it was Heupel and Mark Stoops as opposed to Fisher and and Saban? Would would love it. And you know what? It It would really rally the fan base. However, I don't know... I don't want to say punching down because Kentucky in the SEC standings has been better, but that series has been pretty even throughout Stoops' tenure. Mm-hmm. You don't want to give Tennessee like you. You don't want. You have to be careful in these situations not to come out as the loser in this situation. Like Dan Mullen lost a war of words with Eli Drinkwitz. You know, mm-hmm. Drinkwitz beat Ford and then showed up to a podium in a lightsaber. After Dan Mullen took some pot shots. So, like, you, that's where you've got to be careful. Like, Stoops, Stoops can respond to Satterfield and win, but he can't start the fight publicly. Because then you end up looking like Saban. So, I, I do think it's fun. Um, like, if it, Stoops isn't going to take shots at Kirby, though, because I think they kind of respect one another. Kirby respects the way Stoops does things. But... It is something like we fans love this. I don't know. I I would like to meet the person who thinks that this is bad for college football. Like Greg Sankey, the punishment yeah, from the, the SEC, SEC commissioners was a quote unquote public reprimand. Oh, they're not even going to get fined. No. Oh wow. They just like slapped him on the wrist with some statement. I thought for sure a fine was coming. But like, but like, let's be honest. The SEC, they love it. They love this. Did you hear anything about Saban calling Dion? And if so, did Dion take the call? So that apparently did happen. Okay. 
and Dion did take the call, but we have not heard. Uh, this was as of like seven o'clock. Dion had not spoken out. I don't know. I'll have to check. Did you see the uh, player response that Saban called out? Yes, I mentioned that while you were fiddling around with <laughs> oh, the gotcha. sound down there. Uh, I, um, yeah. I, well, full disclosure, folks, we we have some technical difficulties. Big X wouldn't be Big X without it. Yeah. Eleven hours ago. Here we go. Google's telling me. Um, yeah, nope, still nothing else. Just the tweet from, you know, a while ago. Dion, so, sound, Dion seems like the type of guy that would take the call and, and be pretty cordial. Yeah, and they are uh, the, the, the funny part about it is we see him in those Aflac commercials all the time. Mm-hmm. And they're also. While talking about nil deals in their own advertising campaign, the music is "Must be the money." <laughs> like, this whole thing just dripping with irony all over the place. Yeah. Brought some drama, like you said, on a Thursday, and when so much else was going on. Pot meat kettle. <laughs> Pot meat kettle. We're gonna hear from you on the Thornton's text line. Want to hear from you all day long? Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. A texter or a commenter on the Facebook group. They're going to win tickets to Ladder Than Life or Bourbon and Beyond in hour number two. We've got to give away another set of tickets as well. Just got to fix these damn headphones. We'll forget it figured out. Yeah, we'll get to that. And we'll get to a break with much more. We had other controversy. I mentioned Scott Satterfield. He's being a weenie. Gosh, there are a bunch of losers over there on 40th Street. Love that and much, much more. On Kentucky Roll Call, Justin Kalen, Nick Roush, hanging out with you right here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. Welcome back in to Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen hanging out with you. Jamming to some Slipknot. They'll be at Louder Than Life this September. You can win tickets to see them in hour number two KRC. So don't go anywhere. Where you should go to, though, is Salsaritas. Wildly addictive chips. Outstanding salsa. Fresh marinated meats. Did I mention the Wild Day Chips? Did now. I haven't mentioned the Blue Powerade all week, though. TJ would be disappointed. It's Powerade. No, it's not. It's Mr. Blue Powerade's Powerade. It's the best Powerade. By the way, I kind of had a uh, disappointing moment regarding Salsaritas this week. So, you know how I have my side souffle cup of the seasoning for the chips, right? Oh, you ran out? No. Even worse. So we get, oh, I, I can't remember what we got earlier this week, but it was, there was fries involved and they were terrible. So my manager was like, give me some of that seasoning. So our director of sales goes to put it on his fries for him. Yeah. And half the container falls onto his fries. Oh my gosh. Just completely I was, ruined. I looked at her. I was like, don't ever touch my seasoning again. Next time I'll sprinkle it on for him. 
Now you'll I'm just so have mad. to go back to Salsaritas and get some more. That's true. Ask which, for that extra side of they'll, seasoning. They'll give you. For that that was wildly addictive chips. It really is so good on everything. I put it on tacos. I put it on I put it on a quesadilla once. Just salt it up, baby. Oh, give me all the sodium. Check it out at either one of their two locations. Middletown, Shelby Road, St. Matthews, Hubbard's Lane. Download the app before you go and you'll save some money. You mentioned your disappointment. I don't want to say I'm disappointed in you because I want to be happy for you, but I'm also kind of damn it, Justin. Well not do. We've been in this watery pool for how long? Long time. It's 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 at least a year. Over yeah, almost a year and a half. And we are admittedly not the best at it. Um, I think there isn't one of our five people that hasn't forgotten at some point in time to True. get the watery tickets. But you know, we're we're in the game for the most part. And I think the you know the most somebody's ever won is like four bucks. I think we got a ten dollar winner at least. Okay. So Justin has to come over and show me the his winning scratcher today. Cool, five fifty five. Gosh. <laughs> and I shouldn't be mad at my friends winning money, but especially in this case, because that's just dumb luck, you know. But I was a little. Um, I was a little peeved at my dad who on Oaks Day was, you know, he's picking the horses from home that day. I'm at the track and he had somebody tell him to bet some like 30 to one horse that. The one? Yeah, the one. He didn't tell you. Thanks for, thanks for sharing, <laughs> Roush. Well, the funny thing is, so about this ticket is, so it was originally $60 in lottery tickets that my manager gave to me. He was like, here you go. Does this make it worth coming in Friday for you? And I was like, not really, but I guess I'll take it. Oh, well, the, I, the enticement. <laughs> and then I just go. Nil deal is all exclusive <laughs> exactly. And exactly. And then I just went and bought a couple more, and look what happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now I don't, I don't want to go to work today because of it, but well, uh, still have to. Platinum's on, uh, Platinum's on Scoots this weekend. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so it was, we, we mentioned it yesterday on the show, and I don't want to keep bringing up the same topic over and over again. But it was a there was a KRC curse where as soon as we get off the air with Big Blue Drew, he's like, Marty Polio is going on Diener show. <laughs> and Polio, he kind of pulled a Jimbo. He went and named names. Did he? Name names. <laughs> he was fired up. So you we've had kids throughout the years. Jay Scrub. Ray Spaulding, James Quick, JCPS middle school kids that go to public high school or private high schools. And I'm kind of tired of it. He went and he started naming the rules out. (laughs) Marty. Marty was big mad. Just threw some more gasoline on the public versus private debate. And the thing that ultimately I, I, I actually think what he's doing is a good idea because it's gamesmanship. His motive behind all of this whole scandal, he is not going to take, I'm certain that the threat of boycotting games against St. X and Trinity, I'm certain that that's not going to happen. I mean, even if it does, St. X and Trinity will be okay. They'll just go play Ohio teams, Tennessee teams. Or or other Private you know, county teams yeah. and other private schools, etc. Yeah. But I, I, I and, and there's also you, 
as part of district play, they have to play certain uh, – St. X has to beat Manuel every year. Sorry, Manuel, people, but you, you know it's the truth. They beat you every time. Uh, but that, that, that those are games that they're, they're required to play. Uh, but I, this is really – his motive behind this is I'm coming – he's telling everybody, if you recruit, I'm turning you in. If I have any proof – Give me the evidence, and I'm turning you in, just like I turned in Saint X. So y'all all better tighten up. And the biggest argument I always have, in the one that uh, Wagner's coach even weighed in to say, is that you know the public schools do it too. Mm-hmm. Mail Manual Ballard, they can pull from wherever part of the city because of the way that the assignment plan is set up, whatever it may be traditional program, magnet, whatever. You you can make excuses to recruit kids to their school. And that was a retort that somebody had on Twitter. And Wagner's coach said, yeah, I got to wait for those kids to flunk out or get kicked out of manual so I can finally coach my own guys. Wow. But you know what? Polio, he did state, he's he was candid and said, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't, if, if I acted like our schools didn't do that too. But if I catch you, I'm going to turn you in. And so the thing that I at least I, – I, I appreciate two things about Marty Polio. One, few people in this city care enough about anything to take action in this regard. We, we have a leadership vacuum right now, and he's one guy that I, I know it cares enough about what he's doing in the city to get it right. And part of his big transformative student assignment plan, it's going to take – getting kids to buy in into sports because sports are a big part of bringing the community together. High school football Friday nights, you know, that builds up schools, that makes a difference. My school is has not been the same th- over the last 15 years thanks to our success on the football field. It, it changed the school. There's no doubt about it. So part of it, I, I get where he's coming from. I totally do. I also don't think that he is – I don't think he's going to take his ball and go home. I think he's just threatening, making this threat so that the other schools tighten up and hopefully the, this provides some energy for everybody to get better. Maybe I'm just being optimistic, but I, I even though it might be a little misguided at times, I, I still appreciate the hell out of Mar- Marty Polio. I want to get your opinion on – one of Big Blue Drew's texts yesterday about or tweets about it yesterday because I when I initially saw the tweet I was like yeah that's really stupid but now that I've sat here and I've read it a couple more times I'm, I'm kind of on Marty's side on this so he said Marty Polio just said if you have an eighth grader who plays a sport that you cannot or should not even attempt to talk to the coach of that sport at a high school you're considering that they should be referred to an admin like a principal so initially I read that and I'm like yeah that's stupid they if you want to talk to the coach, talk to the coach. But now, the more I read it, I'm definitely on Polio's side with that. Like, if you, if you are interested in the school, yeah, go go talk to a guidance counselor or a principal or what have you, you know? So, Justin, you were a track and field star, right? No. Cross-country star. Sorry, okay. <laughs> so, you were a cross-country superstar. Fastest man in Pekins. That's it. <laughs> When you were getting ready to, to make the jump to high school, mm-hmm. and you were considering, do I still want to, do I still want to do this cross country thing? Mm-hmm. Did you ask the principal? Who are we traveling anywhere? Uh, what's our tr- schedule like? How many days a week are we practicing? 
or did you ask the cross-country coach? So it's hard for me to put myself in this situation because I didn't have a choice. Right, right, so right. So it, it was a county school. You were in the middle school. You went to the high school. Yes, but, but in general, that's the kind of – that's what that rule is saying is that you can't even ask the coach. So, like, do we need to have some budget stuff set aside to make sure that well, we're I mean, not an, going an, anywhere? An administrator can tell you the same information. Yeah, but it's, it's jumping through. It's a dumbass rule. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Nobody follows it. Now, here's here's where the rule is being followed sometimes and other times not. Sometimes it's being followed when the coaches show up to watch you at your football game, but they don't directly talk to you afterwards. I get that. That's a good way to 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 follow the rules. Mm-hmm. But if you show up on campus and you want to talk to the coach, you should be able to talk to the coach. That's that's just stupid. It's dumb. It's asinine. Justin, we. You're, we were able to in this that 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 little league that Trevor talks about all the time that his uncle set up just so Trevor could have a place to play at Wagner. Mm-hmm. We had a DeSales team in it. We were coached by the varsity coach. It was a bunch of eighth graders, but it was unaffiliated with DeSales. It was just a St. Matthews little league. We didn't run plays. It was just five on five. It was so we could get to know the coach better and he could get to know how we played better. It was awesome. We had a great time doing it. Perfectly legal, but technically not illegal because you're talking to the head coach. It's a dumb rule. It's really stupid uh, because if I'm going to send my kid somewhere and if I – especially at a place like Trinity and they're going to play a national schedule and go over all over the place, that's something I would have to factor in. Well, St. X is going to play closer to home. I've got three other kids. I can't be traveling all over. I can't be spending all this money for Johnny to go all over the country playing basketball. So I think that's a dumbass rule. It, it's kind of a double-edged sword if you think about it, because you ideally, with the way take like European soccer for instance, and the way that they just they just move up, elevate their whole career from the time they're like six years old, they're on the same team and just move up and move up. So you you almost need that in American sport as well. You need the youth stage and then just yeah. moving on up, yeah. and of course having that coach there to get to know, and eventually maybe one day you'll play for. It, it potentially could be a great thing. It could elevate American sports, but at the same time, it, 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 but it's fairness. Yeah. But right. but that that it shouldn't. Who cares? All right, nobody cares. I mean, you know why Boyle Life, County? Not fair. You know why Boyle County is a dominant high school football program? It's because the kids in their youth program run the same offense and the same yeah. defense that they do in their high school. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing, uh, DeSales and St. Nick slash Mount Carmel. Everybody ran the wing tee and a base 4-4. That when they got to high school, they knew what to do. You run the right trap two with your eyes closed and fullback knew where to hit the hole. That's that's just good coaching. That's good. That's a good program. It's a good See, developmental I, program. I, I agree with that, and I'm, I'm, all, I'm all on the developmental program, getting to know the coaches that way. I just don't, I don't know where it – like if you're inquiring about a high school, I don't know that it's all that important that you speak to the coach before, you know. Yeah, see, I just I couldn't disagree more. And actually, I might have considered going to uh, other school. Like, I I still remember uh, after I it was probably uh, going into my freshman year at DeSales. My uncle Oscar goes, you know, Zabo said you're the best center in the city, and he was wondering why the hell you didn't go to Trinity. And it's like, well, Zabo didn't talk to me. Every other coach in the city did. Should have come talk to me. I didn't even consider Trinity. So you, at that time in your life, did you know that that you had that option or no? 
What? To, to, talk to, to be them? able to go to Trinity? Yeah, I mean, I could have gone wherever I wanted and to, if, if but you, I didn't know how much they wanted me. I didn't know they wanted me at all. So if you would have had that relationship with the coach prior, then I might have considered it. Yeah. yeah, okay. Because like, and, and some of the stuff too is you go to the camps, and camps are perfectly legal. It's just the stuff that's really annoying about all of this is it goes back to just if you're just better at what you do, then this isn't a problem. There's a way to follow the rules. It's just Saint X got a little. Fast and loose with it. See, the thing that really bothers me, and, and you just said it, is you didn't know how bad Trinity wanted you. I, that, that to me, is part of the issue. No, but it's not. It's, it's not. Justin, if you're good at sports, you should be recruited to play at the best school. Like, I, I'm just, I, this is not rocket science. Right. It, it's, 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 it's how things are going along. But, like, I didn't even consider it because I didn't want to be one of those losers out at Trinity. I thought they were a bunch of losers. But if they would have taken some – time and showed up to one of my games or you know something then I might have considered it at least mm-hmm. I was pretty much an open book but hell one of my best friends he it took him until April or March before I mean he was between all of the schools and then ultimately decided to join his buddies I mean buddies won out I mean you're a 14 year old yeah. you, you, you make decisions based on lunches and uh you know <laughs> stuff like that I, I'm just saying the in general you can't get rid of recruiting, and you shouldn't. Like it, it's just—it's a part of it. Even if that, you try, it's still going to go on. Right. There are certain lines that you shouldn't cross. Some of those are, and that's not even what's being alleged here. Is the the pay for play? We're going to get you a full ride. You know, if you give somebody a full ride, you're going to take off the full pay in parents as well. But uh, unless, I mean, or it could be need based, and then you're helping the kids out. I just, I think in all of this mess, Justin, just the biggest part in all, it all just gets lost and adults squabbling about fairness instead of just focusing on what's best for the kids. Mm-hmm. Because those kids going from Du Bois to St. X, would you rather play for the defending state champs, Justin, or would you rather be a part of the first ever varsity football season at a new school? Probably first ever varsity season because I'm not going to see the field on the state championship. But if you're good, Justin, <laughs> no. Because the reality is that Du Bois team, they're going to win three football games in their first two years of operation. Mm-hmm. That's just how. My high school only won one in our first three. Yeah, it's, it's tough. No sport is harder to lose in, too, because mm-hmm. you're just getting physically beat up. Right. But I, I just, in all of this, that gets, that's what gets lost in all of this. What's best for the kids. And you know what? All those three guys that Polio mentioned, Jay Scrub, Ray Spaulding, James Quick, pretty sure they all eventually got paid for their – I don't think Quick ever signed to an NFL team. But Jay Scrub and Ray Spaulding, they're NBA rosters right now. How much – They got set up for success. How much would you like to see the decision-making on the kids in this situation? Or is it truly a team dynamic? You need the parents, you need the coaches, you need the schools. Like I just I feel like in these situations a lot of times like for instance Big Blue Drew it just seems like he picked his school for his daughter I mean and then it no, was maybe well, a team thing No but. no it, I, I, all of these the kid has to have a say Yeah and and they they typically do they want to go and part of the reason why his daughter wants to go to that school is because they have two potential All Americans on that team You went to the sales. What percentage of that decision was based on you alone? Oh, you being like, mom, dad, going to the sales. Oh, I was going to go to St. X until like uh, a month before the placement test. And I told them I wanted to go to sales. They didn't even know I was considering it. So but it was all you. 
Yeah, and then I had to, you know, they had to be sold by the administrators. We actually had like a meeting with the principal. Gotcha. Um, it wasn't the coaches that sold them. Uh, it was the principal. See, I like that. If the if the kids are making the decision, and then there's further meetings to meet the administration and all that, I, I, that that's perfect. Yeah, and 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 a big part of it, it was it was less about. I mean, I knew I could play both sports there. Mm-hmm. I was a little worried about that at the other schools, uh, but also my next door neighbor and best friend was going to sales. <laughs> it was Great just yeah, yeah. I mean that, that that played a big role in it as well. Um, but man, I did, I did not imagine we would spend as much time on this as the Jimbo Fisher Nick Saban thing. That was fun discussion. But yeah, you know, I, I because even though it's not, this is if you have a kid out there, you're going to go through this eventually. Well, in the unless you're you know in the the uh, peakins of the world where you've got one school in the county, right. you know, for the most part, you're going to have to make a decision about schooling, and it's a big one. It is an enormous one. It's one that uh, you know I'd like to be open minded about JCPS. And as much as the more I learn, the less I like, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, well, let's start saving some money. Um, it, it is fascinating, though, just knowing that and I've always known it, but just knowing that it goes on at this level as well. In addition to college. Yeah, it, it's just fascinating what what decisions kids make and how that can affect them moving I mean, down through their life. My favorite recruiting story, Justin, Scott County is notorious for this because they've got the Toyota plant there. Mm-hmm. So uh TJ would know these names, but Chad Jackson and Dakota Uton, they were uh, middle school sensations. One that their team won the state championship every year from ten on. They were same age as me. Uton was Larry Bird. He could shoot threes and he was bigger than everybody. They went from I want to say it was Ashland Blazer is it it is one of those schools, and they transferred to Scott County for their junior and senior years because their parents quote unquote got a job at Toyota. I don't think they actually ever won a state championship. Uton was committed to Kentucky at the time, but he ended up going to like Akron, and then he was one of those big kids that never, like he was just bigger than everybody, and then feet never caught up with him, mm-hmm. um, and ended up finishing his career, I think, at Asbury, and I believe he might be even be coaching there now. Jackson went to NKU, and he made a sports center top 10 dunking on somebody one time. That seems like a legal way to go about it, though. Yeah, but like it's also the, a b- bunch of bull crap, too. Like have that's I, it's a legal way, but it's a bunch of bullcrap. Have I ever told you my pr- private school story recruiting from Florida? Uh, you've just told me that they're. I mean, it's it's mayhem down in Florida. So I met with a private high school when I was down there. They had they play a national basketball schedule. They're a pretty national powerhouse. What an IMG was it? It was not IMG. Okay. No. Um, but anyway, so they had six home games this season so they had contracted me to do the game six games i threw them out a number they they were fine with it meet up with the athletic director and his assistant get to the restaurant it's just his assistant sitting there at the table then the athletic director walks in and he's he hangs up the phone and he's like that's not what i wanted to hear him and this assistant athletic director start talking about how they're gonna have to drop a bag to this kid and they were trying to get this kid from New York. His mom had a religious show. They were talking about how they're going to have to make their full tithe in one fail swoop. My kid's mom still wasn't going for it. This is all during us having lunch, like my first time ever meeting these guys. <laughs> they call. The athletic director had a buddy who was an assistant at Florida at the time, told him to call the mom and tell her that Florida was interested in him, but only if he came and played at their school. Oh, good call. Yeah, that's that's a great way to – yeah. Did that kid Dirty. end up going to the school? I don't know. I did not follow I, up. I, I wish you would have followed up because I wonder if he would have been good enough to actually. 
I, yeah, I don't. It's I fascinating. Have, I don't even know the name. Those of the stories kid, are outstanding, and uh, they're everywhere. I had one friend who just was casually eating lunch somewhere in the city of Louisville and watched a bag drop happen. Really? Yeah. <laughs> just saw. I mean, head coach to the kid wasn't very subtle about it. So it was a direct handoff. It might have even been a Manila envelope. I mean, not subtle I, at I'm, all. I'm thinking like just dropping it on the ground. If I'm your buddy, I'm well, sprinting over there and grabbing it. <laughs> they, they, they did the whole lunch thing and just slid it across okay. the table. You gotcha. know? How you know it wasn't tickets to the upcoming game? It could have been. <laughs> you never know. Plausible deniability. <laughs> oh, man. Gosh, we just chewed up 30 minutes talking to high school recruiting. Great. Uh, it's Friday. Was great. It is Friday. Let's have some fun. Why not? Um Let's uh, get into the Thornton's text line and read a couple before we get to our daily double break. 502-414-1450. I think Big Blue's Drew's twins' name should be Bustin' and Justin. What <laughs> <laughs> an unfortunate set of names. Uh, love the UK dog names. I got a Booker and a Shay. Shay is a female, and it's hard coming up with a UK-related female dog name. But I think Shay was a pretty good one. That is. That's... Is he saying Shay's a girl's name or Shay played like a girl? I think he's saying Shay. Shay is one of those uh, unisex, you know, yeah. can kind of, uh, kind of go either way. Some of those out there, when I hear them, though, when you, uh, I, I forgot what it was, I, but it was very much. I've only heard it as a boy's name, and it was on a girl, and I was like, that's, <laughs> that's a little too close. Like, See, I only knew up until I started doing radio, and Trevor's buddy Shay, right on the text line, I had only known girl Shays. Really? Yeah. And no, Shay's everybody's buddy. Great listener into our show. Hope the baby's doing well, Shay. Not keeping you up too late at night. Name the twins Grayson and Allen. Oh, wow, so they can come out and trip everybody? I feel like Grayson is a... It's a great name. Is a name that could go either way, but Grayson Allen's kind of ruined it. Mm-hmm. Jerk. Pete and repeat. <laughs> Good old Pete and repeat. Aber and Cadabra. <laughs> Andrew... And Harrison. Actually, I really like Harrison yeah. is uh Harrison Brown. That name's got some uh some some to it. Well, I did, I like the I mean Ar- he said Andrew and Harrison naming twins from a twin. I love that. That is good. I love that. And he you know, Andrew's named after him. Yeah, that's great. But and what, you just call him Andrew too instead of Drew. But what if um God, what was his brother's name? Aaron. Aaron, yeah. Well, what if Aaron catches wind of this? Aaron was also <laughs> be, the one that pissed. hit all of the shots, too. I would prefer to name him after Aaron. <laughs> You're the twin that's left out in that situation. Sorry about you. Ooh, this is a good one. Scooter and Dingus. <laughs> all right, we got to get to our daily double break. When we come back, we're giving away tickets to Bourbon and Beyond and a Louder Than Life. Don't go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Roll Radio. Roll Call. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro.
Welcome back into hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. On Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Final day with the sports talker TJ Walker on vacation. We've had some good stuff. We have. We had some real good stuff this week. Who's, who's more sad, us or TJ? It's got to be TJ. Yeah, probably. Yeah. He's probably missing us. <laughs> but you know what? If he missed any of the action, you can go back and check it out on the Cornbread Hemp podcast. Feed. That's right. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can find Kentucky Roll Call. And you can find our friends at Cornbread Hemp. All organic, full spectrum CBD products. Whether you got some achy knees, you want to put some balm on it. Having trouble sleeping last night. Justin, I did the thing last night. I didn't take my cornbread hemp. It was a mistake. Hmm. And I was sitting on the couch, falling asleep. I go upstairs, brush my teeth, lay down in bed, can't fall asleep. It's the most asinine thing ever. And I know I'm not the only one that has that problem. Cornbread hemp, it can help solve that problem. Promo code Big X for 30% off at checkout at cornbreadhemp.com. Did you get up and get some? Is the question. I didn't. I just kind of tossed and turned until... That was a mistake. Oh, no. Probably 30 minutes of sleep I lost. Unbelievable. Would have been completely refreshed, ready to rock and roll today. Ready to give away some tickets. We've got one day of Bourbon and Beyond left, the Kings of Leon concert. Yep. And we also have four days of Louder Than Life available, single-day passes. Call in now, 502-384-1450. We're going to play a game of Guess That Song. And then in the next break, I'm going to get the numbers ready to draw who's going to win from our Cornbread Hemp podcast listeners that also chimed in on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page, which is pretty great if you haven't checked it out. Mm -hmm. So 502-384-1450. While we're waiting for you to get your calls in, The Athletic, every different beat writer writes this state of the program each year. It's, It's basically just a big key overview of the season. Um... 5,000 more. I mean, you know, anything with athletics, enormous. Um, But in doing so, Kyle Tucker, he got to speak with Mark Stoops and Rich Scangarello one-on-one. And they aren't aren't shy about how good they feel about their team. And Scangarello says, it's the first time he said it publicly. I've heard him tell other people behind closed doors, but just how high he is on Will Levis. He's been telling NFL media and some of his GM friends about how talented he is because he said, quote, I personally felt like compared to the last two drafts, he's as good as anybody in them. He's got the right mental makeup. He can make every throw. He's got toughness. The biggest issue for him is he just has to play. It takes every quarterback five to eight games in their collegiate career for it to really slow down enough for you to play at a different level. That happened to him over the course of last year now in our offseason. In our system, what he does well and how it fits what we do changing some of the fundamentals of his footwork, I just feel like he's going to be a really, really good football player for us. And that goes into the theme of Kentucky's knocked down a lot of doors. They're still chasing Georgia. How do you how do you, how do do you, you beat Georgia? Stoops says with a difference maker at quarterback. And I, and I feel like we, we have that now. Um, one other thing that really jumped out on the offense, he's like, you know, this feels like the first time we've got more than just one or two weapons for Will to throw to. That was the paraphrasing Mark Stoops. And then to quote Scangarello, Dane Key was one of the biggest surprises of training camp, just how awesome he was. 
right away during spring practice. And a lot of coaches, they like to pump the brakes. Scangarello did that until now. He's the guy I've been blown away by, who I think will be a big-time player in the NFL someday. He is special. For an 18-year-old kid, he's picked it up faster than just about anybody in the NFL as a rookie. Honestly, since I walked in the door, he's impressed me as much as anybody in our building. I feel like he's going to be a really freaking good wideout. I mean, that's a true freshman who just got on campus. Good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I think we've known for a while and that, that like, hey, Kentucky thinks they're going to be really, really good. If you needed more affirmation, these quotes should really pop for you. I'll tell you the one quote that didn't pop for me that should have when he said that Levis is the best quarterback in the last two years. When, if you think about the last two years, the draft classes, the quarterbacks have been just awful. Have they? So that's not a great quote. I mean, I I, I get what he – I understand the sentiment. He's he's basically just saying he's the best quarterback in the nation. But the, I don't know. I don't like comparing it to the last two classes. So, I mean, this past year was awful. Yeah, okay, yes. It's easy to say that about last year's draft class. But the one before, Who was Trevor that? Lawrence was the number oh, one okay. overall pick. Okay. So, I didn't I didn't realize yeah, that was only yeah, two years ago. I mean, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, uh, Mac Jones. Nah, he should be better than all that. Justin day. Fields. It's got some good names. But they haven't had they haven't had careers that have panned out. I could I could see Levis's career panning out. Man. This is exciting though. Very what's, exciting. What's it like? What do you mean? What's it like to have an Go, exciting going in, football team? Going into a football season and just having some faith must be nice. Oh, or or any really se- any season for that matter. Seriously. <laughs> hey, you know what though, Justin? You had that COVID year where we would have went to the tournament. Yep. <laughs> oh man. What else were we going to talk about? Oh, Scott Satterfield. What a bum. What'd he do? <laughs> I love the way that it came out, too, because it was a Tim Sullivan tweet. He was interviewing Sats for something uh, and said that while he was interviewing, they had the, the schedule. You know, they'll have those big, giant mm-hmm. uh, placards all over the stadium, football facilities, et cetera, et cetera. And on their schedule, the, where the UK logo was, they turned it upside down. It's like you've lost three games in a row by a million points. Even Rutherford said that. He's like, you can't really do this when you're losing about 16,000. Just win. You have to win to be able to do this. And also, isn't that exactly what Kentucky does with trash talk? Mm-hmm. Trying to do they UKs get, down they instead get of L's down? Give me a freaking break, Sat. Oh, it was a GA that did that. Who else on their schedule is a rival? They don't see, and that was when we had this discussion about pods. Louisville doesn't really have a natural ACC rival. They don't. Um, Cincinnati was they they played for the keg of nails, but that that is gone by the wayside since the Big East Conference USA days went away. So yeah, they really don't have another one. Um, I do pass there because uh, I drive by the stadium a decent amount. Sometimes I'll you know I'll change up how I go home and drive over Central Avenue. And uh, they had the schedule out there and their home schedule. And it's USF's on it. Um, 
I don't think they have Clemson. No, they but Kentucky Clemson was the only one upside down. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, so and they stupid. really don't have another rival out there. And it's just, it's just funny to me because I think Satterfield has done nothing but reinforce the notion that he doesn't know how to handle a big rivalry. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't. And he probably thought this was a genius move. This is really going to get him. Oh, it was just the GA. Which, like, <laughs> you you should do uh, – it's important to do – I mean, I know we, we made fun of Bob Diaco for having the Civil Conflict Trophy countdown when it wasn't a rivalry at all. But, like, the countdowns to that game, those are important, especially if it's the first game of the year. Back when it was the first game of the year, I'm sure that Kentucky was breaking down on beat Wolf on three, one, two, three. You know, like, you should have that – Held up on a pedestal, some mm-hmm. to a degree. Satterville just doesn't know how to how to handle it, how to throw jabs, how to throw barbs, how to get his people fired up for it, how and to, it's just silly. It's hilarious. Win. Oh, definitely doesn't know how to win. <laughs> That's for sure. They still have Cunningham, right? They still have Malik McHale, one so, of them. That's both of them. Has there has there been a player that seems like he's been in college football longer than him? Um. I saw a kid the other day that he had done two years at North Dakota State, and he was transferring to Temple with three years of eligibility, and he started his college career somewhere else for two years before North Dakota State. So he's going to end up doing like seven years or something. Just give it up, dude. Something crazy. Give it up. Now, he's much more lower profile. The problem is, is usually if you know them well enough, then they're good enough to not be around for three or four years. Yeah. Then you have the COVID year and stuff where you get the extra year of eligibility. And the thing is, Cunningham is going to – he's going to win them some games. He'll probably do enough to get them to a bowl game. Really? But I do worry that they just have nobody else around them because all of their receivers left, and they weren't even that good to begin with. So how's he going to do it by himself? Running it. I mean, he led him in rushing and passing last year. I, I'm almost willing to bet you right now that Louisville does not make a bowl game. Okay. I, I mean, I – I think the over-under that I saw for them was five and a half. Yeah. So that's kind of what you're gambling on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other side of it, too, is the ACC has been so bad. I mean, Wake Forest, they play them every year. That's become a rival of sorts, and I believe they get them at home this year. That could be a chance for a big win. But that looking for wins out there, they at least have the benefit of playing in the ACC. So – don't worry, cards. Only only guaranteed loss is Clemson right off the bat. Right. After that, I mean, it's crapshoot. Yeah. It's crapshoot in that bum of a conference. Bum of a coach. Losers. We'll see. We'll see how, how well they can perform throughout this season because Satterfield's checked all the right boxes this offseason except not knowing how to rivalry. Yeah. So they got to get that thing rolling. Let's get back to the Thorns text line. But right now. Call in, 502-384-1450. Win tickets, lighter than life. Bourbon and me on. A texture from the Thornton's text line. How about JoJo Brown for JoJo Kemp and Stanley or Boom Brown from Boom Williams? Boom Brown. <laughs> That's good. Is it? I like Boom Brown. <laughs> Sounds like a horse name, but. 
I like oh, it. Oh, yeah, that definitely sounds like a horse name. <laughs> Which, shout out to Mother Nature for not cooperating yesterday. What? Oh, was there supposed to be races? I mean, there was. And, I mean, granted, the weather held off, but it just was dark skies, radar. I mean, hell, they had tornado warnings in Meade County. Mm-hmm. It held off uh, locally, but it was a little too sketched to, to make it out to, to $2 beer nights. Still haven't been to one. 0 for 2. Disappointing start to the season. Get them next time. Yeah, yeah. I am excited though tonight. TJ and I talk about it on here. One of my favorite guilty pleasures. Rough and Rowdy is back tonight. Mm. You, you've watched one, correct? I have not watched a full one. I've seen highlights. Like last weekend. Did you see the one last weekend? That wasn't that wasn't one last weekend. Or I, maybe they, they haven't had one. They, when they, was they, the last one? They've done it wisely, where they now only do like four a year tops. They kind of space them out to. You don't want to oversaturate the market. Interesting. Yeah, I saw a highlight earlier this week. It was probably promos from the last one to get ready for this one. Because the big headliner is a dude that, I mean, we can't say any words that he said in his promo that he cut. But the trash talking was the most hilarious, dumb thing I've ever seen in my life. It is just, it's so great because sometimes you just want your brain to just completely shut off. Mm Mm-hmm. And you just get to completely shut off your brain and have people cussing at each other. I mean, it's the most lowbrow form of entertainment. 20 fights in, you know, two and a half hours or something. They do 20 fights in two and a half hours? Yeah, three one-minute rounds. They're quick. And there's not a lot of downtime. Because that's the worst thing about, you know, the big boxing matches or UFC Mm -hmm. fights. It really drags in between. And I get having the cool walk-ups and stuff, but sometimes it's just, can we get to the fighting? And they keep them. They move them in and out, in and out. So it's uh, I'll I'll be having some folks over to watch that tonight. I'm 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 really looking forward to that. Got a wedding tomorrow. It's going to be a 92, and I think it's an outdoors wedding. I'm a wedding on Sunday. Oh, a Sunday wedding? Yeah, three in the afternoon. Weird, right? It's unusual. So uh, Justin might be moving a little slow Monday morning. Mm, no, it's it's early enough. I'll be I'll be passed out at nine. And it's and it's like. Five minutes from my apartment, so that's pretty cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. We'll be driving to Shelbyville, but very excited. I'm going to see some folks I haven't seen in a while. Should be a good weekend. You got anything else on the plans this weekend? Mm-mm. Uh, Louisville City on Saturday. Here we go. I'll be going to that. So That'll be fun. That's really it. I, I don't have, due to working today, and I'm working like 12 hours today, I don't really have a weekend this weekend. Gotcha. Tomorrow's my only day. So if I can, if I can get out and golf... Which I really shouldn't go play 18. I should just go to the driving range because I have no confidence in my golf shot anymore. But if I can go golf and if I can make the Louisville City game happen tomorrow, I'll be pretty happy. Be a great day. Yeah. The stadium's awesome. It is. Especially when they score a goal and the light show that goes off is sweet. Yeah. And I just love that they have a legit bar area for you Mm -hmm. to just watch the game at in the end zone. And I actually think you see the game because I'm, you know, I don't watch a ton of soccer. I feel like you see the game better from that vertical like the end zone perspective mm, you can i i t- i don't i like it that way we're we're like right midfield normally so oh. yeah we get a good view nice nice well enjoy that you mentioned golf we had the first round of the pga championship yesterday rory is atop oh, yeah. the leaderboard uh what gets picks are doing pretty well though are they oh wild bill Z- zalatoris he played good second uh with one other at four under uh, and Mito Pereira, the guy who's, I mean, his odds were so bad. crazy. He's like not even, he doesn't have a world ranking. Uh, two under. I mean, 
Absolutely nailed it. Absolutely nailed on the course. A speed, the one who I was really uh, invested in. He's at, I believe, two over. So he's got to do a little work today to make the cut. And then if you make the cut, anything can happen. At least you're not heavily invested in Patrick Cantlay, who last I saw was six over. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch any of that yesterday? Yes, I did. Now, it wasn't I, – typically I like to have – like the the you know you can pull the ESPN plus up during work and then it goes over to ESPN. What mm-hmm. time did it start yesterday? Was it noon? Was it uh, no, I had it on as soon as I got home from the show. So they had it on ESPN mm-hmm. all day. Yep. Oh, sweet. Yep. Well, uh, typically that's the background kind of noise. But yesterday I was so locked into Jimbo and Saban. I mean, I you know I was watching Paul and yeah. you know all of the other stuff. Um, but I did watch some with Duke, and Duke is fun to watch golf with because. Uh, on all the putts, you know, he made it. And, you know, he'll start <laughs> clapping. And then if they hit, like, a really high drive, and he's like, oh, went way high. <laughs> um, but, you know, like anything with a toddler, it's about a 15-minute attention span. So, so he I got to enjoy it while I can. He didn't say that about Tiger yesterday, then, on the drives. Because Tiger used only irons and his three-wood off the tee. Really? Yeah. How, how, I didn't see him pull a driver a single there time. there a reason why? Uh, he, I mean, he hits his irons far enough where he's got about 190 left into the pin most of the time. So he's he's always said if he's under two twenty, he'll get it on the green. Huh. So that's that's been his mindset. But it was a lot of fun watching him. He started out with his hair on fire. He was two under through five, mm-hmm. and then his last nine holes were just bad. He was he was hurting. It was almost to the point where it made me uncomfortable watching. Like you could just uh, tell the pain really? in that knee. It was it was bad. He uh, is four over entering today. Two thirty tee time. And yeah, I only watched in the afternoon, so I wasn't. I didn't see him early off in the morning. I did watch um, Scheffler and Morikawa were in a group. Oh, that group was terrible. Man, they and what was funny, what I do like, sometimes they get a little bit too honed in on one group, but I like now that they will have the boom mic so close that you can hear them talking about their shot. Mm-hmm. And like the caddy saying, you can miss here. And then watching him miss, and it's, well, you missed right in the sand trap where you said you could miss, and it'd be okay. You know, watching that group last night, or yesterday afternoon, it made me feel better about my whole slip-up on the show yesterday morning, because they caught John Rahm. How many F-bombs did that guy say on air? Shane Lowry, too, was just like, I mean, you would have thought, I mean, the ESPN production crew in general, they were just slow on all their roles. All of them. And then, what I also found them doing a lot, too, Scott Van Pelt would be trying to talk them off, like, in the commercial, you know, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but he was just trying to go to break, yeah. and they would have the music up so high that you couldn't even hear right. him. It's producers, what's going on here? Yeah, get it together. I love being able to hear the players, though. You're that's a good call. On yeah, that. yeah, I'm a big fan, big fan. Uh, we need to get to a break. Call in right now, 502 384 1450. We got to give away tickets to Louder it's Than It's an easy Life song, too. Like, come on, yeah, it really is. So easy. One of their biggest hits. Giving the tickets away is what we're doing. Yeah. So call in now, 502-384-1450. We'll be right back right here on Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. She's got to be somebody's baby. She's so fine. She's probably somebody's baby. 
Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Nick Roush and Justin Kalen. I had a meltdown during the break. You did. Your mic was on the whole time, by the way. Better not have been. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dropped 17 F-bombs. It, the bare minimum. Bare minimum. Oh my God, driving me nuts. <laughs> So, a little behind the scenes, the folks at On3, they really want us posting more videos. So, we make a podcast, take some of that podcast, clip it up, throw it on your social media. I saved one for this morning, meant to do it a while ago, get it out there. Wasn't happening. (laughs) Finally, was going to do it last break. Needed to airdrop it from my computer and my phone, and it just wouldn't work. It refused to work. Finally, get it to work, and then, just as it's supposed to be working it doesn't uh and then all of a sudden i have seven videos on my phone because it just <sighs> technology not your friend today no no but i got it working i got and the thing too that i don't like i don't i, I don't like making videos of myself giving takes i just don't i know it's popular now mm-hmm. but it's me just shouting horns down basically and it, I, I don't know I'm trying. It's taking me a minute to get comfortable with it. Damn it! You got your I'm submission. All sweating. You got your submission though. That's I all. Got that it. Is. Yeah, that's it. We we just got to have the content up. Also learned what a reel is. A reel. A re- you, Do you know what the reels are? In terms of what? Exactly. It's it's like a Facebook video. It's weird. Hmm. Bizarre. They're calling them reels. Yeah. Not stories. Exactly. I thought they were stories. I thought yeah. it was a different name for stories. I was very confused. But they're just trying to compete with TikTok. Man, you changed Facebook to Meta, and it. Yeah, all goes to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, no kidding. Um, you know who isn't going to hell in a handbasket? Me. Kentucky men's tennis team. Wow. Yeah. First ever Final Four appearance. They upset top-ranked TCU. Nice. Four to three to go to the Final Four. Um, let me see who they're playing. Um, but an impressive victory nonetheless. Uh, they never led until the last point. So they had to sweep all four of their top singles to upset the the Horn Frogs. So wow. big time win for Kentucky. Huge upset and now they're going on to the final four. Um let's see here. Do we have They will play the winner of Ohio State and Michigan on Saturday. Wait, uh, Ohio State and Michigan are playing in the Elite 8? That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. Number 4 Ohio State, number 5 Michigan at the University of Illinois in Champaign for a chance to go to the national championship. What's so, Kentucky seed? They're the eighth, eighth seed. Yeah. So eight seed making a run to the Final Four. Well done. William Draxel, I think, is there. He's like a one of the top two or three players in the country. Uh, just as a He's been around a, a while, right? I, th- I believe so, yeah. I don't know many college tennis players, but I've definitely heard his name. Yeah, yeah. He's been good for a while. Which is kind of surprising. That song's going to be in my head now. <laughs> I've got some songs from Modern Life stuck in my head, and I want to give away tickets. I guess nobody wants them. Unbelievable. Yeah, really is. We had multiple callers early on the week. I guess everybody's yeah. sleeping in on a Friday. I guess. Oh, we still got to give out from yesterday, too, though. I know, and I was so... Justin, can you, can you count up 
our texters and Facebookers so we can kind of draw a number. Can you do mm-hmm. that for me right now? We're just going to give them a random number? Yeah, we're going to do a random number between okay. the text line over the last day and the uh, and the Facebook. Only comments. with twin names, right? Yeah, yeah, just okay. those texts. And we'll roll from there. And I'll get back to the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. Oh, here's a name. W White. W-H-I-T-E, and his fitness consigliere twin, Michelle. I like that they spelled Michelle, M-E, apostrophe, shell. (laughs) Oh, Dodgeball, very underrated movie. That was one of those uh, movies, too. We've had many stories, or actually just one story, about me getting in trouble for going to a movie I was not supposed to go to. Ooh. Um, definitely brought my brother when he was way too young to watch dodgeball. <laughs> my mom was like, it's just a movie about dodgeball. It can't be that bad. <laughs> oh, it was. It was. John here. Hey, John. Hey, John. Good morning to all. Man, hearing you guys talk about the football team this morning has got me having football fever. Hey, and Levis, we trust. Which, by the way, I, I don't know how much is... Coaches were trusting him. He's down in Punta Cana. And uh, he he did – it's it's hard to describe. Uh, if you haven't seen the video yet, he put it on his Instagram. We also got it on the KSR Facebook page. You know, got to have those reels up. Uh, but it's – they you can pr- be a trapeze artist and do the swinging from ropes and jumping from one thing to another where they put you in a harness and you're over a net. So even if you fall, like you're going to be fine, but pretty wild to see a 230 pound guy just get on the swinging thing, throw his legs over and then jump from one to the next. Kind of cool. Well, he's, he's living the good life right now. Living the good life. All right. We have 39 total. 39 total. Yeah. Now you all got a random number. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna go to a random number generator, and we're gonna pick a number. I like it. Oh man, kind of nervous for people. Same. From one through thirty-nine, That's who's it. it gonna be? Drum roll, please. Twenty-three. Michael Jordan. Twenty-three. Wow. We got a winner. All right. Lucky number 23. Um, Who you are, we don't know. But Justin's going to reach out. And we're going to give away some tickets. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, I I haven't finished John's text, but one thing he did, just talking about football talk, there's one other quote to kind of look into. Skangarola said, I'm comfortable with what we have inside, talking about the offensive line. And then the tackle situation still has to unfold. That'll be a true test early on, especially going to places like Florida. But I think we have good candidates for both spots. It starts up front in the SEC. We're going to have a top-level offense. I feel like we have the makeup for that. So it'll be a true test. And I think uh, essentially he's saying we've got some guys there that were comfortable with the start, but if they fail that test, watch out. Somebody else is knocking on that door. Always is. There are always. Yeah, it's back to John's text. I was looking at the schedule, and the toughest two games are at Tennessee and home against Georgia. Am I naive to think that if we beat Tennessee on the road, that we're going to go undefeated? Because I think we beat Georgia at home this year, too. 
So I'm saying an undefeated season. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. Well, gotta go. Have a great weekend. Talk to you later. What's more likely, a win on the road at Tennessee or a win at home against Georgia? Win at the road at Tennessee. It's happened more recently. Yeah. It's history. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and you did play Georgia well. It's just the margin bearers thinner. And even though they've lost a lot, they're still they've been recruiting. Kirby's been recruiting with his hair on fire down there. Mm-hmm. Be 11 games into the season. You haven't beaten Georgia since 2010, 8, 9, something like that. Randall Cobb was a quarterback. It's been a long time. Tennessee, you won down there the last time you played there. And I know it was a different coordinator and everything, but you should have beat them at home last year too. Uh, the, the difference in the game was a pick six. That was the ultimate deciding factor. Now you've seen, especially uh, they talked about it, Carrington Valentine talked about it throughout uh, – spring practice he was basically a true freshman out there last year as starting quarterback in the SEC he got to play some during his COVID year but it wasn't a lot so now he's seen that stuff that the wide splits that Tennessee does nobody else does anywhere else that you'll play I'm not saying that everybody's going to start catching up to Tennessee this year but it won't throw as many folks off guard as it did Previously. So I'm, I'm a little bit more confident that even though Hendon Hooker will be in year two, um, I, I'm, I'm confident that Kentucky, they know what they're going up against. They will not be rattled down at Tennessee. So I would say that Georgia is the more difficult game. Justin, who we got on the phone? We've got Jake on the phone. Oh! Trying to, trying to win some tickets. Jake is on the phone. Jake, are you ready to win some tickets today? Yes, sir. Oh, man, I hope you're having a splendid Friday. I hope you're ready to rock and roll. Justin's going to play the music, and you've got to name that song. This is from a band that's playing at Louder Than Life. Correct. So it shouldn't be too difficult. You know this. Just play the hits, JK. Oh, Kiss, Detroit Rock City. Hey! Hey! Another winner on KRC. Come on. Oh, man, that's exciting. Now, Jake, you you are lucky. Not only are you winning tickets, but you also are going to get dibs over our podcast listeners. So, would you rather see Kings of Leon or would you rather hit up Louder Than Life to see Kiss? Maybe Slipknot, Nine Inch Nails. Uh, which, Which day would you like to attend Louder Than Life this fall? Uh, yeah, let's go see, let's see Louder Than Life. Yeah, I'll take Louder Than Life. Everyone's going to burn me on. I'll go Louder Than Life. Okay. Okay. What, nice. what day specifically? Okay. Uh, I'll pull it up for you, Jake. Um, so we have... Yeah, I'll, I'll take, I'll take Kiss. We'll go Saturday. Kiss, take it easy. all right. Oh, Kiss, you're going to rock and roll all night and party every day. And he gets to see Rob yeah. Zombie and Alice Cooper. That's a hell of a show. Oh, man, that's going to be so much fun. Hopefully, yeah. would you pet Alice Cooper Snake? <laughs> Sure, sure. Why not? <laughs> wow. Well, Jake. Oh, that's fun. Maybe not. Maybe I shouldn't. That's, never mind. Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> well, Jake, we appreciate you calling in. Justin's going to get your info uh, to get you those tickets. Congrats, buddy. You did it. Thanks, Woo. guys. Appreciate y'all. Thank Hang y'all. On. Hang on the line, Jake. Oh, man. That was great. Outstanding. I think we got a Kiss fan, so that made it easier. Didn't want to make it that easy. I also uh, am one of those that, like, 
I remember songs based on certain things. I didn't even know they actually said Detroit Rock City in the song. No, it's it's in, in there somewhere. It's in, in there somewhere. I'm just bad at I'm a bad listener. Or so my wife tells me. Am I right, guys? Am I right? Um one thing we did not bring up. Gotta love y'all on the way out. Oh, we gotta love oh, oh that's great. That's great. We appreciate Jake for playing along. One thing we didn't mention yesterday when Big Blue Drew was in the studio, the biggest basketball game in the city is not going to be. Say it again? Yeah. Reed Shepard versus DJ Wagner. Canceled. Bum, bum, bum. What happened? Well, DJ Wagner's team's coached by Purvis Ellison. I guess he got nervous. Finally. It was a quote-unquote scheduling conflict, which I'm not buying. I'm not buying for a second. Oh, but that's like one of the biggest draws in this area. Why would they do that? I don't know. Uh, and I don't know why they would tease us, too, by like hyping it up only to cancel it four days later. Very disappointing. Uh, but you'll still be able to watch Wagner in town all next weekend at the EYBL in Louisville. And they're playing those games out at the fairgrounds. It just stinks we don't get the big the – big I thought they were playing a valley. Well, that was the Shepherd versus Wagner oh, okay. game. That was going to be separate from the EYBL. Gotcha. Uh, it's just that that's the EYBL is what brought um, those teams, in, in, or at least uh, Wagner's team, into town initially. So disappointing, but that's disappointing. I'm not surprised though. It was too good to be true. Maybe one too day they'll be, maybe they'll just one day be on the same team and they'll have to play against each other in five v five. That's what Kentucky fans would like to hear. <laughs> They'd love to hear that. Um, going through some other news from around the world of UK sports. There really isn't a lot. I'm not going to lie. Mm-mm. We've reached the final 15-minute mark. On we are. We are in dead summer rate. Did you watch the NBA playoffs last night? I, I tried. And, oh, what do you know? It's another terrible game. Yeah. The NBA playoffs suck. They're I'm so I'm bad. I'm mad. The the only game, good game was the first one. It was the Nets and Bro- and Boston hitting the buzzer beater. Mm-hmm. There's not been one good game since. We haven't had. There it's, has not been a competitive game in close to two weeks. It is it driving me insane. Same. Meanwhile, Same. in the NHL, they had a dude for the Lightning hit a goal with three seconds left to win the game. Let's go Lightning, baby. I mean, and I don't even like hockey, but I'm going to be stuck watching that. Down. Be tonight. It'd be nice if Luca did something. Maybe I bet Luca did go off, mm. have some fun, but it stinks. Be better, NBA. That's it. Just be better. Ugh. Despicable. Absolutely despicable. <laughs> It'd have been great if Jimbo did that, right? Yeah. Did the whole Daffy Duck thing. <laughs> this is despicable. Did you happen to see? Um, you, are you familiar with Joey Molinaro? I am familiar with Joey Marinara, <laughs> did is what you, I like to call him. Did you see his phone conversation between Jimbo and Nick Saban? <laughs> so, pretty funny. He's one of those guys that's really grown on me. I didn't like his bits initially, but his his Seinfelds, his modern Seinfelds, <laughs> are so good. Yeah. Because it's, it, I mean, it really is like he's writing a, a, an episode. It's it's so well done. Um, his phone call with Saban and Jimbo. <laughs> his, his Nick Saban... 
Uh, yeah. Like it's it's really dry. <laughs> it's so hard to imitate somebody that's really dry yeah. like that. But he he's good at it. He is. And I didn't know what he was getting at with the guy buttoning in until he did the family. <laughs> Brian Kelly. Uh, yeah, he's great. I think he's from Indy. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, that sounds right. I know he's doing some Indianapolis 500 promo stuff. I've seen him going out there. That's next week. Have you ever done Indy 500? No, nor will I. That's. Remember our discussion a few weeks ago about most overrated sporting events? That's mine. Yeah, I just thought that during your time at IU, you would have at least done one weekend. No, I mean, I did the whole, to... I did the whole little five thing. Right. If if I'm gonna go, I thought you would have gone to like Carb Day and just partied your ass off. No, if if I'm gonna go to a race, I, it's. I'm going to be much more happy at like a Bristol for NASCAR. I mean, that's a, it's Bristol a two, would be fun. It's a two and a half mile track in Indy. You're not even going to see half the race. Yeah. Unless you're looking at the TV. Yeah. I'll just watch it at home. Actually, I won't. So you, that's your thing though, is you're just upset. You can't watch it. I, I would want to go to a place. Like well, if, you're, I'm, if I'm you, on a race car race, I'm, I'm not watching the race. You're much more of an atmosphere guy surrounding yeah, yeah. events. Right. Whereas right. I'm more of about the event. I will say. So there's a place. Have you ever heard of Eldora Speedway? Yeah, that's it's um, a stone's throw away from mm-hmm. my wife's hometown. Uh, dirt track. Yeah, I would want to go to the dirt track race. Same. It's it's one of the only things I've watched on television. Now, granted, they're quicker, it's shorter. I watched like the last fifteen twenty minutes of one mm-hmm. when they were there uh, during the pandemic. Not a whole lot happening. That that could be fun too, even though it'd be a different. Kind of, I, I, w- I would watch the race then. I had a friend go. You, she used to go there all the time. She loved it. But yeah, I have to, so I've gotten into this new thing. Like, have you seen any Formula One? No, but people are really into it because of the reality show on Netflix. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, so you are getting into it by watching it and not by the Netflix show. It's simply so, the other way around. One of my best friends is a huge Formula 1 guy. So I watched the first race this season and it's they're short. They're like 50 laps. It it takes a NASCAR race you watch it it's going to be 4 4 and a half hours. Mm-hmm. You watch Formula 1, you you're done in 2 hours. Race is over. Yeah, That's awesome. And there's a lot more. I mean, it's a grand prix so the tracks twist and turn yeah. in different ways. Yeah. It's not just it's a big circle. Left. Another left. Right. Another left. Yeah. It's a little bit different. Uh, I just the only thing I don't like about F one is it's pretty much a coin flip between two people who's going to win. Mm-hmm. We're stopping and now the Hamilton. scene down in Miami during Derby Week, uh, just the parties and all of the pomp and circumstance they had down there. I mean, it looked like a good time, mm-hmm. but yeah, just I like the horses. It's quick. Not only is it quicker, but I feel like I, I know what's happening a little bit better. Harder for me to follow the See, race. that just doesn't make sense to me. Because, I mean, you you have – I guess I guess it's the same concept. You have trainers. You have jockeys. You have teams that have constantly just win races throughout their careers. I don't – you're trusting an animal, though. Yeah. A wild animal. Yeah. For me, though, uh, the, the I can see – I can see horses make moves. I can't really see that in a NASCAR race. I don't have the trained eye for it. Mm-hmm. It's it just, all, all about the drift. It just all looks like they're in one pack. <laughs> and then maybe some. So, yeah. I, I See, I'm the opposite of you. Like, you you were probably sitting there watching the Derby, and 
maybe you weren't, but I could see you anticipating that run from Rich Strike. Whereas myself, I'm not ever going to be able to look at that situation and be like, oh, this horse has got a good path up the rail, can curve on through and win this race. Well, I thought how most people thought when they turned for home, okay, epicenter, this is your time. Mm-hmm. Everything was set up. Now go. Yeah. And it was going. I was like, here we got it. Here we got it. And then you saw him starting to fade. I was like, oh no, who is that coming up the rail? And I know I meant, I didn't, it's one of those things, my buddy, it's such a funny video and I'm, I'm not mad at myself for not capturing it at the moment and tweeting it out uh, because it was so hilarious. His name was Jack. He bet happy Jack. And like me, he initially thought that it was the two horse and not the 21. And he was, mm. all of you said he was a bum. That horse couldn't win a dog race. You're all idiots. You're all wrong. I put 100 to win on it. Suck my. And then somebody comes up and is like, no, it was 21. And he goes, yeah, $2,100, baby. No, 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 no. It was 21 that won. And his face, just uh, he just goes pale. Loses all the color in it. Oh, that's epic. I, I, I should I should have put it out of there because that probably would have. How many links does viral. Epicenter win by tomorrow? Either Epicenter wins by three or Secret Oath wins. That's crazy because I was so going to say three. Yeah. So just, that's not really I hot. just think it's the best three-year-old. I'd only worry about the two-week turnaround. But it's a shorter race. Um, Secret Oath, for as good as she was in the Oaks, and as good as she's been throughout her career, the Arkansas Derby she ran was not a good race. And there wasn't a lot of talent. Like she, she didn't. The horses racing tomorrow are better than what beat her at Oakland earlier in the spring. So I kind of worry about her. I'd like for her to win. I'm curious if early voting. What how, how Secret Oath wins, Justin? Is early voting has a fast pace? Epicenter tries to keep up too Hold much. Hold on, is early voting a horse name? Yes. Okay. I'm like, I'm like, Ross, what are you talking about? It's early betting. <laughs> so early, early voting won the Wither Stakes, came in second in the Wood Memorial. Those are New York Aqueduct uh, prep races. Uh, lost to your Mo Donegal, but it's a, fat, it's, it's a speed horse that's been taken off for six weeks. If it's fresh, runs too fast, wears out epicenter, we, we could have a repeat and Secret Oath comes into close or somebody else. We could have a derby repeat. Is Mo Donegal in the race? Mo Donegal's not in the race. Damn it. Yeah. Might as well double up on it. <laughs> we are doubling down. <laughs> uh, post time tomorrow for the Preakness at 7. We get the uh, Black Eyed Susan today, too, which is the, uh, the Oaks equivalent to the Preakness. Hmm. Should be a decent race day if you're sitting around wanting to do some. Send me some bets. I'll have nothing to do. Some capping. Some handicapping. A little $5 Friday. Try to roll over some winners. My whole, I did the whole thing this week again where I tried to build my bank account on Twin Spires for Preakness. Mm. Once again, failed. That's disappointing. It is. Yeah. A couple quick hitters to get out. Lance Ware had another double-double down in Brazil. Shout out to him. And it up. shout out to uh, Kevin Knox. Donated $2 million to his high school. Built a new facility. Huh? So, good for him. It is good for him. That's that's the thing I would do. You got all that money. Yeah. Sure. It's burning a hole in your pocket. Yep. Well, Justin. 
We got a few texts to get to. Oh, we do? Yeah. Nice. I didn't see that. Yeah. 502. Couple, couple extra. 414-1450 to wrap up our week on KRC. Did you talk about the football series with Louisville in terms of modern? Only UofL fans care about the total wins and losses. I don't know why they always say they're better than us. We literally have beat them more than they have beat us in the modern series. Yeah. Um, they've. It's been pretty, I mean, especially in the last few years, it's been pretty, it just goes back and forth. Back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Pendulum swings. It's Kentucky's turn. And instead of it being relatively close, like it was uh, at the end of the Petrino eras, it's just been shellackings. So. Due for a close game. Yeah. The Bucks celtics series was electric. No. I mean. Not it, really. You had. Was it game five where Tatum and Giannis went like, back and forth in fourth quarter? Six. That was a good little stretch. But I don't think you've had – I mean, even that series, most of the games were double-digit margin of victory. Mm-hmm. By the way, have I ever told you I hate the way you say Giannis? Yeah, I always put the G in front of it. It's terrible. I, I'll, I'll, what if What if we called you Snick? I wouldn't mind. Put an S in front of it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I've, I've I've been getting away from it better, but it's still it's just old habits die hard. It's so easy, just, and just replace your G with a Y, and you're that's perfect. Can't help it, <laughs> can't it, can't help it. Hope y'all have a little more enthusiasm for these last five minutes. That came from TJ. Said more enthusiasm all the way. Hey TJ, take out your suck it and suck it, pal. He didn't even listen. We ran out of stuff to talk about. Go listen to the Cornbread Hem podcast, and you're going to be enlightened. We had Luckett on Big Boy Drew. Um, had a pal from South Carolina call in and talk about the Gamecocks. We had a good week of radio. Yeah, it was a good week of radio. Oh, yeah, running out of steam in this locomotion. Well, we'll get him back next week, and there's all the enthusiasm in the world. He's going to be refreshed coming off of vacation. Oh, yeah. Been doing nothing all he's week. Got so many takes just spewing. I mean, they're Man. coming out of his ear holes. He's so excited for takes. <laughs> One more text. He says, you're literally falling asleep reading these texts. Oh, take out your <laughs> suck it and suck it, pal. I'm Nick Roush. He's Justin Kalen. We've had fun hanging out with you all all week. Giving out tickets to Wilder Than Life, Bourbon Beyond. If you didn't win, go to Bourbon and Beyond or WilderThanLife.com today. Or listen to the Rutherford Show because they have one more day of giving them away as yeah. well. Boom. Bada boom, bada bing. By the way, they have a intern that was in studio this week. Kentucky fan. How about that? Oh. <laughs> love to hear it. Absolutely love to hear it. Love that you all were hearing us. This week. It's been fun. Has been. For Justin Kalen, I'm Nick Roush. This has been Kentucky Roll Call. Let's try again. Roll Call. (laughs)